Thank you for tuning in today on Voyage Through the Bible with Billy G. Nolan, where his heart is to fortify and strengthen your relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this mini teaching, and if you need prayer, if you would like more information, or you simply want to join us as we voyage through the Bible, go to www.voyagethroughthebible.org. Before we begin, I would like to recap some of the fulfilled prophecies dealing with the early years of Jesus' life. In Malachi 5.2, it talks about Bethlehem. Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, and out of you will come one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old and from ancient times. And Hosea 11.7 talks about Jesus coming out of Egypt. And then in Jeremiah 31:15 it talks about the weeping of the women in Ramah or Bethlehem voices are heard in Ramah mourning o great weeping Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more and then Nazareth in Isaiah 11:1 1. and there are many other scriptures we could read but I want to say it's like a jigsaw puzzle. You have one piece put in place with another and another put in place, and finally you get the whole picture. So the verses, as we go through Matthew, and we'll be talking about the verses that connect the Old Testament with Jesus, and we'll be dealing with those at a continued time. Matthew and Luke have two different genealogies. And I can tell you right now, genealogy is one of the dullest things you can read in the Bible. And you have to really ask the Lord to let you see something out of genealogies because they're just name after name after name. Joseph is found in one in Matthew. And in Luke, Mary's genealogy is found and what it's saying is Jesus is entitled by right to be called the son of David. And it is, made, it is explaining through genealogy that he has a right to be called the Messiah, the son of God. David had a covenant in the Old Testament in 2 Samuel 7, 5 through 16. And Jesus fulfills that covenant. Abraham had a covenant that was fulfilled in Genesis 12, 2 through 3, and Jesus fulfills that covenant. The Holy Ghost is both the creator and recreator. Let me say that this may not fit with your thinking, but in my thinking, this explains creation. In Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14, the question is asked, can these bones live? In ancient Israel, that question was asked. In modern Israel, it should be asked. In the beginning, when there were, people were first called Christians, it was to be asked at that point. And in today's Christian life, it's to be asked again. And the, ask, the question is, can these bones live? 
There's a promise of an awakening in each one of us by the Holy Ghost. In being born again, our spirit man is made alive. Adam, in his great sin, caused separation from God. It caused our spirits to die within us. We became a two-part person. Our, our ability to reach out and absorb and be a part of what God has in mind for each one on this earth was removed from us. And the day we're born again, we're renewed. We have the power of God working in us, and we have the love of God working deeply in us at the same time. Oh, you say, well, I don't see that so much in my life. Plumb the deeps of your life. Go deep with the Lord. It's there. It is there. The creation, major creation that the Holy Ghost gives at the moment of the virgin birth. This is a Jewish event. This is an event for all of Christianity as well. Jesus is the prophet. Jesus is the priest. Jesus is the king. This really relates to each one of us. Jesus is a personal prophet to us. A prophet's words can be a curse or it can be an enormous blessing. And we're passed on to us the abilities of Christ and in the state of, a, of him being our prophet, we have an ability to touch people's lives, to minister greatness to them. Jesus is our priest, and we have a priestly connection to, in our own lives passed down from our Lord, and that is to make intercession for those around us, to intercede on their behalf. When a person's in need, there's more ways than one. One way is to pray. The other way is to meet the need. But that's a priestly action. And the Lord is our king, and we're royalty. We're in the kingly kingdom, and we're part of that kingdom, and we are children of God once we find the Lord. All these titles that we've talked about requires an anointing with oil. At a later point, we will be describing Jesus being anointed with the Holy Ghost, but I want to tell you that it's us also. We can be anointed with the power of the Holy Ghost to bless people around us, to carry good news to them, to the brokenhearted, to the weak, to the wanderer, to the addict, to all those that are far off. We can draw near. You have great power within your persuasion between you and the Lord. You can carry your, your, your thoughts and your needs to the Lord. One day I had a confusing moment in my life. It was truly confusing. And I had a direction and I said, you've never said that to me before, Lord. How, how, how are you telling me that I have been telling you this for a long time? And the Lord said to me that the gift of tongues, this worship language that I have in my private life, I had been telling him all about something that needed to happen in my life and people's lives around me. 
And I was really amazed that the Spirit of God can work in a mighty way in this kind of situation. Matthew and Luke has two different genealogies, as we've said. One is Joseph and one is Mary. It shows entitlement. It shows that David's covenant and Abraham's covenant has been met. And then we, we come to the fact that Jesus paid it all. And this we'll find at the end of the chapters in Matthew that Jesus paid it all. And this, it again, is recorded in, it's recorded in 2 Samuel. And he will be my son, and when he does wrong, I will punish him with rods wielded by men and floggings afflicted by humankind. But my love will never be taken away from him. This is speaking of the crucifixion, everything laid on him, all the sins and everything that we have that is against the will of God was laid on him. We have a promise of an awakening in the Holy Ghost. Being born again, our spirit man is made alive. Adam's great sin, our spirit is dead, but now in the Holy Ghost we're made alive. Translate that living hope that we have in us. The Holy Ghost is creative. He continues to create after the initial point when we find the Lord. He continues to create, and his creation is one of life and light. It's one of aggressive understandings from God, a communion and a sense of worship that can be taken from it. We begin to think about Joseph. Joseph was a righteous man. The discussion was with him, with his own counsel, was that he needed to divorce Mary quietly because he found out she was pregnant and he thought that this would be an illegitimate child. And he thought, I would put her away privately so that there would be no public disgrace and shame and no judgment and no death. Joseph's history seems to begin with this statement, but he seems to be very adequate when it comes to dreams. He didn't seem to over be overwhelmed with being approached by an angel in a dream. He seemed to have an accustomedness to hearing from God, a history with the Lord himself. I think many times he's looked at less than who this man really was. Let's assess our histories and what our histories look like before any major event ever happens. Our history is our own personal history, but that history can be turned around and used for a mighty thing between us and the Lord. I'd like to throw in my own story about an angel. Uh, you be the judge. It was a very snowy day. It was a blizzard conditions. I shouldn't have went to work, but I said I was going anyway. And on the way, in a very uh, snow-ridden place, I began to slide and I slid off the side of the road and was stuck in a snowbank. I was right near uh, a concrete wall, so I couldn't get out of the car. 
I didn't know what to do. I tried to get out. I tried to make the car, uh, but I just seemed to get worse. And then I did an unusual thing. I said, Lord, help me, please. That's all I said was help. And to my amazement, I would think, I turned around and looked in the mirror and this old vintage police car drove up. Very long, very old, uh, unique to say the least in my own mind, but I dismissed it. The policeman got out of the car and he had this round rimmed hat on. I thought was a little bit old looking, but I didn't think much of it. I thought assistance is coming. And he said to me, when I say go, you drive away. And I was so busy looking at at my uh, gauges on my car and looking ahead that I didn't notice, but suddenly I was pushed into the middle of the road. And he told me to drive away, so I drove half a block away. Nobody's around at all. I was the only one on the road, and I looked back and forward, and I couldn't see anybody, and I really wanted to tell him how much I thanked him. And I drove back and looked at where I had skidded off the road, and my tire marks were the only ones there. I looked around. I, there was a toll booth not too far away, and I looked in it. There wasn't anybody in sight. And I said, could it be that I saw an angel? And I think, to this day, I did. Angels' assistants are before us. Joseph had an understanding with angels. Joseph and Mary, their marriage was a three-step marriage of those days. There was the ratification of the engagement, the betrothal, it was called. It was an intermediate state, and then the marriage. So we've come to an understanding that Joseph was a spiritual man. He heard from angels, and he heard through dreams. I would like to make a commitment to each one of you that you can have the same kind of situation, maybe differently, but you can have the approach between you and the Lord as an open door. I know some people have a hard time getting to that point, and I would like to pray for you now. I ask in the name of Jesus that you open up the doors spiritual doors so that there would be an understanding and a communication level that would increase, that would be full of strength and full of power, that there would be an ability within each one that I'm praying for, that they would begin to have reality concerning them and the Lord. In your name, Lord, I ask this. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Billy on this episode of Voyage Through the Bible. 
This journey and its many adventures lead you into the mysteries of creation and man, not only to know the Bible, but to experience it and live it. If you would like to sow into this ministry and be a part of somebody else's journey as they learn about God, please visit our website, www.voyagethroughthebible.org.